Today's episode of the Chasing Daylight Podcast is sponsored by Chasing Aces Golf. Golf comes with pressures and expectations, and that includes what you wear. Chasing Aces hats, performance polos, and t-shirts keep you looking sharp from the clubhouse to the tee box. Visit ChasingAcesGolf.com. You can find them on Instagram as well at Chasing Aces Golf. Even the best are Chasing Aces. There are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. You're going to, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. That shout is. out to <laughs> sh- shout out to Jimmy V. That that's the late great Jim Valvano. If anybody uh, new to the world of sports has not watched that speech by Jim Valvano at the ESPYS, uh, go watch it on YouTube. It's amazing. It gives me chills every time. But uh, I that I, all I could do was think of Joe every <laughs> single time I saw him cry <laughs> because it happened a lot. <laughs> What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Chasing Daylight Podcast. Uh, we are back in Vegas, all of us, and uh, got a regular scheduled show this week. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about Bannon because, of course, Joe and I just got back. We just had our episode that aired on Friday that talked to, you know, where we were the night before in the Lily Pond in our room, just chatting about it. So if you listen to that, thank you so much. Um, so this will be our conclusion of the Bandon series, uh, Joe and I will answer any questions Jeremy's got for us about the actual Solstice events, uh, event that took place, uh, how, what we did, how it went, all that. Um, but uh, Joe, Joe had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to. Dis- I don't even know how to. Yeah, spiritual, spiritual. It was spiritual. It was spir- totally, totally uh, spiritual. I, it has been a long time since I had seen somebody moved that much. And because it was golf, it was awesome. Because it was Joe, it was awesome. And uh, I was glad I got to experience it with them. Uh, I, I think the trip was just an absolute blast. Uh, I can't wait for us to be up there with more people so everybody can experience it. Um, yeah. So, Joe... I, I know I've been giving you shit about it, but um, it, it's it's awesome that you were able to have those emotions towards that place. I, I mean, I for years I've been trying to explain to people that have never been what it's like and and, and being on property and, and seeing the courses. And when I look over at you and you're just welled up <laughs> watching a video that I put together, <laughs> I was like... <laughs> This motherfucker gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, I mean, ever since I was younger, like when a new album came out that just like hit me in the feelers and just like that feel good, it just, you know, something that is like, you know, it's not, not crying out of sadness or happiness, but just like pure dopeness. Like it is so dope that it just moves you to be like, wow, I experienced that. Like it was... I, it was incredible. Like, like you said, just straight up spiritual and just unlike anything I've ever experienced, never had a golf hole 
hit me in the face as hard as number 16 on Bandon. Uh, my eyes welled up there because it is literally the most gorgeous golf hole I've ever seen in my entire life. It's uh, it's stunning. With I, I mean, the, I haven't been golfing backdrop. forever. Yeah, and I haven't seen that many golf holes, but it's hard. It To me, it'd be hard to find another golf hole as gorgeous as that. It's, it is a thing of beauty. That just sitting over that cliff with the light haze and the the ocean and it's it's a drivable par four. I mean, it just it just hits you right in the gut and it was just a blast of emotion and it was incredible. Nothing has ever hit me like that in golf ever. Yeah, and the when you got to the approach on one, you oh were, yeah you, that that one hit me too. You were like, this is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know I've watched videos of Bannon, and Bannon might be, might have been the most overlooked course to me, like didn't pay that much attention to it, but you turn that corner on number one, and it's like, welcome welcome to fucking, I don't, you know, welcome to the mountaintop, because this is it, like, it it just, it hit me, and there's, there's so many moments like that out there that just, ugh, it just hit me. Yeah, um... So we we talked on that last episode a lot about leading up to the solstice. Um, let's let's get into a, the solstice of, uh, event for you know brief here real quick or brief here real quick. Nice redundancy there, man. Yeah, greatly uh, done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what were, what were your thoughts going in uh, waking up Tuesday morning? Uh, we had a little bit later start than the first groups. Um, you you were pumped. I I know it took you almost sixteen holes to calm down. Yeah. Um, but we're because I know at the end your expectations of the event were they changed because I know you were paranoid at first. You were a little worried if you were going to be able to make it. Thought you were going to die out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and then like three quarters of the way through it, you're like, there. This is not as difficult as it seems. Right. Uh, so, so what were your thoughts going into that that first grouping, your your first tee shot, and and how you were feeling? I mean, yeah, I was I was definitely worried. Never have walked more than eighteen holes in one day. Um, definitely have not played more than thirty six in a day. Uh, something about the air up there, you know, lifted my spirits, and obviously seeing the courses for the first time, obviously like gave me momentum. Some of the birdie juice helped give me some energy at times. <laughs> but uh it was it really it really was not as bad as i was expecting i i mean i you know i was paranoid and i was thinking it was going to be really tough uh i pushed pulled my own bag on the cart the entire time uh shout out scott he helped me a lot during the first round i was i was so juiced that first round because we played bandon in 2 hours and 30 minutes i mean that is that is fast and we yeah, were we all walking flew, flew through it sure. yeah it took it took me 16 holes to catch my bearings because it was i've never moved that fast in my entire life it was it was a little humid um but yeah i was jacked up like just ready to go um but yeah it it really really was not as bad as i was i was thinking and and that really helped uh my mindset a bit um you know we finished 18 super quick jumped over and it, that that transition between courses is is like a blur because you're like change your socks 
grab something to eat, drink a bottle of water, you know, swap your shoes, do this, do this. And then you're there and it's and like, it's let's go. Time to go to the box. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It's, it's, it's exhilarating. It really is. It's and it, it, it boosts you with a ton of energy and you're just so hyped up. But man, it was, that first round was really tough for me because it was something I had never experienced. Um, I was just, I was so jacked up, so jacked up, especially a course I never played before. And it being, um, you know, a course that is highly rated. I mean, it was, I was so juiced. Yeah, so what would, were you surprised at all at how, f I know you said it, it goes really quick when you hop on the, the shuttle and you go, but were you, did that catch you off guard at all? Like, holy shit, I'm not ready for this. Or were you like, okay, this is what we do. Let's go. Uh, no, it didn't really catch me off guard. Um, the only thing that really caught me off guard is how much of a difference a new pair of socks makes. <laughs> it is, it is drastic. It is drastic. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and shout out, shout out Pat. Uh, he brought the Medicaid gold bond, which was a slip on oh. thing that, that we didn't think about, uh, after our third round. And that, that, that's a move right there. And, uh, that helped a lot on the final one. Yeah, I mean, I had the body glide, which helped a ton, you know, and and I put yeah, it on my yeah. feet and and covered my whole nether region in it. Um, but when he pulled that out, he's like, "Hey, you want some?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Don't worry, I haven't dunked my junk in it yet." I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right, no, thanks. Um, so I, I take my socks off and and put it on my feet, and it it was like, oh, oh it was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> it was moment. So nice. And then I put my socks on and. Uh, it just it it felt so good, and when you put your shoes back on after that, I mean, it was oh so. And then he disappeared for a little bit and came back, and I knew what he did, and I was like, damn, <laughs> I really need to go do that because <laughs> I'm sure that feels even better. Yeah, that was a great move. Uh, definitely a slept on situation that we didn't think of beforehand, but also shout out Pat and Glenn, great playing partners out there. Dude, we Tons absolutely had the, I mean, the best grouping. No disrespect to Andrew. Um, but it, it was the most fun I've had because our playing part, because I mean, we've played with some decent people, Andrew and I, you know, no, no fuddy duddies. There was one guy that was kind of a stickler for the rules and stuff like that. That was like, dude, this isn't the place for it. But right. for the most, for the most part, they've been good people. Um, but Patrick and, um, Glenn, oh God, Glenn, thank you. Um, they were, they were amazing. The <laughs> they best. Were, they were so much fun. And, uh, you know, I just it, loved it, when we were on the first green and they're like, so how do we do this? Do we just putt? And we're like, yeah, just go at it. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the day is just no ball marking, just putting. Oh, no, no, awesome. you just get up there and go. They, they, and they were all for it. And they were like, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great time. And, uh, they had a caddy by the name of Adam, the, the first 36. And then Hirsch, uh, <laughs> who is another character. Yeah. <laughs> unlike any person I've ever met before that was an absolute blast oh yeah and uh, so we, we got to the the first green or the first the second tee box on uh, oh no maybe it was the first tee box on the first hole at Old Mac and we're like because Joe ended pack with a birdie and uh, they had their little flask of birdie juice and I, I haven't had a swig of whiskey in 25 plus years <laughs> and uh, I declined the first one uh, but then the next one, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll do it, you know. And, uh, oh, my goodness, did that help? Did that oh, not just 
It was a it, boost of energy. It really was. It was a boost of energy. It gave you just not even like a buzz, but just a, like like you had a beer. You yeah, know, like without a jolt. Drinking a beer. Yeah. And uh, they poured one for her. She's like, think I found my group. <laughs> <laughs> Hirsch, Hirsch was awesome, man. He was awesome. So um, afterwards, uh, I didn't think I was ever going to do this. But um, after yeah. some poking and, and prodding and persistence from Joe and Scott, uh, we went uh, after we got done with walking 30 with miles. 72 holes, which I birdied 72. Yes, you did. I missed. Had a look at eagle. Uh, we headed over to the preserve, and uh, yeah, we did a little three club challenge with Scott, and uh, went barefoot after Joe did it the on uh, the first day that we were there. I'm like, hell, hell, yeah, let's do it. And oh my god, that that was amazing, absolutely amazing. Playing the preserve. Sun's going down. Ugh. Look, watching for the green flash as the sun hit the hit the went away behind the water. Um, just the incredible views. It was still windy as hell. Scott's playing with a, a, a chudder and a square strike, <laughs> which was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Oh man, that was great. Um, it, it it was so much fun. Uh, just an absolute blast. Um, I'm still feeling it a little bit, but so am I. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> so honestly, Jerry, but but day right. of though, like I didn't, I did not, I didn't feel any pain day of really, other than a little tightness in my back once we hit the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, all day I was saying we're doing preserve after, we're doing preserve after, and Matt's like, ah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, <laughs> and then because uh, I you know, know Scott, what the next day is like, <laughs> you know, Scott's saying like most of the day too he's like i'm down let's do it let's because that's the only course that they can play with their group so he's like i'm down let's do it so we we finish up sheep ranch for our final round and i'm like we're doing preserve and matt's finally like yeah all right let's do it and scott even leaned over me while we were playing uh when we were stepping up to preserve uh for our next 13 he's like i'm so glad you talked him into it like because that was (laughs) That was, I mean, other than the 16th green on Sheep Ranch, so hole 70, that was the funnest time I have ever had playing golf because we didn't care about score. We had three clubs. We had to figure out shots. We had to do half swings, hard swings. It was a blast, and the sun was going down, and it was like a little windy. It was barefoot. It was the time of my life. It was incredible. Yeah, it was was pretty freaking amazing. So, um, Jeremy, a- after watching our Instagram posts and TikToks and videos and everything and just the texting back and forth, I I hope you have like 400 questions. I know you probably don't, but um, I, I want to hear some of your thoughts and any questions that you might have. Oh, you know, real quick, before we do that, um, I banged up my knee. Uh, it, it's, I don't know what I've torn something or twisted something, something swollen. My knee is all jacked up. This is just really quick. I want to give this shout out, um, to, um, Brandon's Merlin. dad, Merlin. Um, so they, we got done playing sheep in the morning, uh, the day before and him and his dad were sitting on the patio and, uh, I limped over and said hi. And they're like, Hey, what's going on? I said, I banged up my knee. It, it's, it's jacked up. And, 
And he goes, are you going to make it? I said, I'll, I'll figure it out, you know, but it's, it's hurting pretty bad. So we're going to go get some, uh, liquid medicine and, uh, and see if we can make it feel better. Um, and then later on that evening, we're at the punch bowl at the welcoming ceremony and, uh, we're Joe and I are putting and, uh, Merlin comes up to me and says, how's your knee? Because I see you're gimping around. I said, yeah, it's still hurting. And he pulls out a knee uh, brace and hands it to me. And he goes, here you go. I go, what's this? And he goes, it's, it's one of my knee braces. I said, well, I can't take it from you if you need it. And he's like, no, I bring an extra one. So he goes, I see you limping around. Please take this. And, uh, you know, incredibly grateful. I put it on and it instantly felt better. And uh, so uh, shout out to Merlin and, and Brandon uh, for helping me out with that. Uh, brought it home, washed it, sent it out in the mail today. And nice. uh, it, it was, I mean, that's, that's the kind of people that you're dealing with. Totally. Uh, the, you know, the good people. Um, not the jerks in the airports that tell you to invest in headphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, those guys are amazing. Not only did they, this is like their third solstice that they've done, but then yeah. uh, yesterday. Crazy man. Yeah, yesterday they went and comp- competed in the... Um, Chambers Bay solstice, Chambers Bay 72 solstice. holes. Yeah, they did another 72 holes at Chambers Bay. So they're they're troops, man. They yeah. Big shout out to them. They listen to the show. So thanks, guys. That was amazing. All right, Jeremy. Hit, yeah, hit us with I, your best shot. I do have some questions, but first I want to comment on Joe, his spiritual time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Joe's actually a lot of golfers. I think majority of golfers, me included. When you go to the golf course, you just play what's in front of you. You just, a lot of people don't think about the whole course, the history, the, you know, the atmosphere. Joe's the first person that made me realize all that. So I'm not surprised at all about how that went. Um, Joe has always been kind of that person that's, I don't want to sound like cheesy, but like that spiritual connection to a golf course. So, and I learned that from him. So I learned to appreciate a course in that way, which is, you know, Torrey Pines was kind of like that. Um, Harbor town was kind of like that. And that's kind of how I think now, but so I'm not surprised. So I think that's freaking awesome. Yeah, um, dude, wait, wait, wait until you play Bandon and you step like, I'm about to well up right now. Cause on number, <laughs> you turn that corner and you walk towards the 16th tee. I'm telling you, there is nothing like that in golf. Yeah. It was, it, it- it can't you can't prepare yourself for it you just can't it yeah. was it was insane and pictures literally do nothing for that at all not a single not video nothing does mm-hmm. a single damn thing for it except being there you just you you'll never and that's, that's realize true what it's for like 99 percent of the courses too yeah yeah for sure yeah i could definitely see that because i mean looking at the pictures of course it looks awesome but it's like you're like, yeah, oh, that's that's not cool, that great. but I don't, I can't get the vibe through the picture, but I'm sure it's way not at all. Person. What, no. What's insane about that 16th is, you know, most of the, the photographs are from the tee box or from drone above it. Occasionally you'll get one from the green looking back down the fairway, but it's, it's hard to see the hole from that perspective because there's so much that drops down below and then goes up to the tee yeah. box. So it's kind of, it looks like a par three almost from that perspective. But what you don't see when you're standing there, because you just came off of a, a, a really fun par three, yeah. and you walk up and you have the whole ocean in front of you. You can see some of the other parts of the course. 
then you turn and you, you've got this perspective of this hole that's just, I mean, it's so daunting. And you're like, you find out you can drive it. And, I mean, you know yeah. that from the videos and everything. But you, there's like so many choices. Which way is the wind blowing? How far am I hitting it today? Where's the safe spot? Where's the danger spot? What's too much? What's just right? Do yeah. I play it, it presents safe? you with a lot of choices. And, and then you have, while you're standing there, you've got this incredible, just unbelievable view of the ocean and the cliffside and the course. And it's, it's just so much to take in. And, and I, there's I, nothing I, beyond it. There's no golf holes beyond it. There's no, you don't see any town. You don't see anything. It's just, it's like marshland, uh, Pacific coast, and that's it nothing else behind that hole it's, it's breathtaking and, and and david mcclay kid said um you know any other uh developer of a golf course would want to put the clubhouse there because that is that's the spot uh thankfully mike kaiser uh you know believed in him and said you cannot put the clubhouse here this is this is the course this is this is what it's about this is you know links golf so thankfully that hole is there because it could have been a clubhouse yeah. which would have well, and which been terrified. I mean, the clubhouse would have been sick. Yeah, the clubhouse (laughs) would have been sick, but that golf hole, there is nothing like it. So is 16, it's Bandon Dunes, right? Yes. Correct. And it's the one that when when the U.S. Amateur was on, they were hitting drivers at the green, but you couldn't see it because it was fog. Correct. You remember watching Correct. Correct. And they would hit driver and they knew where to hit it, but they could never see it until they get up there and they're on the green or whatever. Right. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of like a dog leg unless you go straight at it. It's kind of mm-hmm. all carry. There's kind of like a, a bunker kind of situation that splits the bottom fairway from the top fairway. Um, yeah, the more you go for the pin, the more you have to cover. Yeah, right. and it's like two sixty wow. carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the the less club you take, the further left you have to go before you're laying up before the yeah. bunkers. Unless you go straight at, because then you're kind of blind. What a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant hole. Yeah, I had my best tee shot I've ever hit on it. Uh, I was pin high just left because I, I hit it left because I, I don't have enough to carry. And uh, I got a nice I think roll. you could have. I, I, I don't know. I think wood. I, yeah, I know. But I, I think I, I probably would have ended up in, in those that brown rock. Um, just Where did you go, Joe? He went right uh, I went Well, I, I, I hit the, like, you know, like, the left edge of the green with a cut hit a five wood you know i i didn't think i had a, enough to carry it with my five wood um but Co- scott kind of talked me into it because i pulled driver and he's like no you're no because i was hitting my driver <laughs> incredibly well oh my um, god but i pulled my five wood and uh just kind of gave it a good lash with the prevailing wind from the north it kind of just ended up just in front of the green chipped up missed my birdie putt burned the edge um but yeah it was i mean because in the summertime, it's it's the north wind is is helping on that hole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That the fog just made it such a different. Yeah. Uh, just like hole. that haze is so. And it's, sick. it's it's thick and dense, and you know the ball doesn't obviously go as far. Did you guys get fog? You got some haze, not yeah, fog, some but haze. like some haze. We had a little yeah. fog driving there, but nothing crazy. Okay. It was supposed to be at really foggy at Sheep during the solstice, but it, it never happened. When we were on Old Mac, 
the last couple holes at Old Mac before you head back to the clubhouse there. They're not. You could see it rolling in, but it just yeah, didn't you could, make it. It just didn't make it. Okay. So I do have some questions, and I I only know this stuff about Bannon because of you guys. I don't I don't know anything else. <laughs> I don't know much about the solstice. So these are kind of dumb questions, but maybe people want to know. So fire away. Totally. Um, each club they have their own clubhouse. Correct. Each yes. course, and it, yes. are they like full? Is there like a main band in clubhouse, or are they kind of each has their own main clubhouse? So most of the clubhouses are, are, are fairly small. Old Mac being the smallest. Um, Bandon uh, has the biggest, obviously, uh, with where people congregate the most. It has, you know, a restaurant. It got, has the big pro shop, the big Bandon pro shop. It's got guest services. It's got some rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got the Tufted Puffin uh, Lounge restaurant, the uh, Forges over there. Smaller, bunker uh, yeah, bunker bar down below. Um Pack Dunes, yeah, yeah. Pack Dunes has has a pro shop below. It's kind of like a really cool two story situation where it's kind of built into it's almost a like dune. a bunker. Yeah, it's like built into a dune. So uh, when you're on the other side of the pro shop, you don't see the bottom. You just kind of see the top, which is the restaurant. Um, Old Mac is super small, um, like really, really small. Uh, Sheep Ranch has its own, which is a little bit bigger with mostly outdoor seating, uh, where the pro shop is kind of built in with like a, almost like a sandwich shop inside the pro shop, which best food out oh there. Sheep Ranch. Incredible. God. Okay. That meatloaf you kept posting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I saw that, I'm like, damn, that looks good. I, I'm telling you, man, like it's not the greatest meatloaf in the world, but after playing Bandon, like 36 holes, whatever. 85 whatever you do that meatloaf just hits you in the right spot the black forest ham sandwich is the greatest black forest ham sandwich in the world and the corned beef breakfast burrito amazing insane at sheep ranch the we went and got the hot pastrami hoagie uh as our last meal there at sheep sheep ranch does food properly dude it is so good oh my god it's so good Wow, I could awesome. live off the Bandon uh, food shack for sure. Yeah, oh my I gotta be fine. Yeah, is it super expensive? Surprisingly not. Okay. The food? Yeah. Are you talking about the whole place? No, the food. I know. I no. know the price of the event and. Yeah, the eat, food. The food's know. not overly no. expensive. I don't. I mean, think your so. ham sandwich was like eight dollars. My breakfast and dude, burrito and, was ten. And, and when I got it, I'm like. Yeah, this isn't that big. And I opened it up and started, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to finish this half. (laughs) And the meatloaf, the meatloaf is $17, which is a generous portion. And that's a great deal in my opinion. $17 for that meal. That was a meal. That was a meal on its own. I couldn't even finish it the last time we had it. It was so much. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, So next, next question uh, what tees do you play from? Does everyone play from the same tees in the solstice or do you choose your tees and whatever? They, they have all the tee boxes open. You could play cause there's some ladies that play a uh, little bit up. Um, we played the green tees, which is kind of one up from the back. Um, it's not long. None of the courses are overly long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's link style and it's not, I would say it's we not, played an average of like 63 to 65 for the most part. Uh, 63 to 62, I'd say. <laughs> it's they're they're not long. 
They're, the it's, courses aren't yeah. like, I think Pack Dunes, we played 6,100. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but uh, everybody said they, Patrick and Glenn said, we're playing the greens. And I was like, yeah, so what I planned on playing too. That's what Joe and I had played, sheep and trails at, at the green. Yeah, and, I uh, probably should have it, played one back because I was hitting my driver so well, but I wasn't going to yeah, throw, throw the m- momentum away. Like You totally you know, could, playing. and you would have handled it with no issues whatsoever. Um, but I, I don't think it's a, it's a course. I don't think the courses are something you could just bomb your way around because you're going to get totally yourself not. in trouble if, yeah. if you're just a little off because... I mean the the rough areas the you know the the fescue and and the bunkers that are out there the courses that have them you're screwed <laughs> there is a lot of danger lurking around every corner a mm-hmm. lot of danger around every corner yeah it seems like it's it demands creativity and shot making rather yes. than brute force and whatever yeah the which is interesting old old mac which quickly became my number two after playing with Scott the last time. And I loved it even more this time. It, it forces you to be creative. Yeah. If if you're, if you're not a creative player and you're just, I hit a draw, I hit high wedges. That's my game. Um, you're, you're not gonna enjoy it because it'll just eat, eat you up. It'll chew you up and spit you out. You know, um, Scott was telling us a story. Uh, some guy came into town and um, with his wife and his friends, whatever, and, and he was saying he was a plus two. And uh, Scott's like, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty good golfer. And he's like, yeah, I play a high cut. And he's like, and what else? And he's like, that's that's my game. I'm a high cut. And he's like, you're no plus two. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get eight alive. You're going to get destroyed out here. And uh, the guy was kind of arrogant. And so uh, <laughs> Scott played him for some money and, and whooped his ass <laughs> because you can't, you can't play the, those courses with one shot. You just, you just can't. No, I was, I tried for four, five, six and a half whole rounds of golf to get Joe to chip with an eight or a nine iron just so he could experience it. He refused to do it. <laughs> He wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I not was, my I style. Was chipping, I was chipping with an 8-iron all the time. All the time. Yeah, and that's one thing they say out there is you can't pitch or chip with a, with a lob wedge because it's going to get destroyed. But it might, for the most part, it did, right? Because uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's the firmest turf I have ever played on in my life. No doubt about it. Uh, those greens out there do not compare to Paiute at all. They are so much firmer. Uh, they have so much more contours on them. Um, but, you know, me not being a, a chipper with an 8-iron or 9-iron or pitching wedge, it's just I don't know how to judge that, and that's just it's not my style. I mean, I can I can manipulate a, a lob wedge as much as I want. I can hit it low. I can hit it high. I can, you know, spin it more. I can, I can do whatever I want with it. Um so that that just that just it's just not my style, and y- you probably do have to have that out there. But um, I just don't have the the knowledge on what my eight iron carries with a little putt or a little chip, and it just yeah. I felt way more comfortable with my lob wedge. Uh, I did not was, feel as comfortable with the firm greens, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not happening. 
I told him, I'm like, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, just do it. Just do it. He, he was like, just try it. Just try it. I'm like, I, I have no, no idea how to compute that. <laughs> so do you feel like you're in a rush the whole, the whole day on the solstice? The first round, for sure, guaranteed. I felt super rushed the first round. Yeah, he was... His heart was, rate was probably 155, it was, 160 the whole entire first round. It was over 120 the entire round. I looked at my watch. It was over oh, 120 yeah. the entire round. Um, yeah, he was, I felt, he was yeah, I, I was juiced, man. Super juiced. I mean, I laced my first tee shot, like, super laced. And, and then that, that approach shot, that first approach shot hit me, and I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Like, <laughs> And, you know, you, it's, it's hard to digest it because... <laughs> You're trying to set the pace for the day, so it's just like move, 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 move. And like I said, Scott helped me out a, a tremendous amount on that first round. He was pulling my card in situations, and you know, that first round was uh, took me <laughs> took me a minute for sure. Yeah. So is it? I mean, everything uh, the tee box is close to the greens. Super. It's. I mean, obviously there's some elevation changes, but nothing drastic. Is it a pretty easy place to walk? I think it's very easy to walk. There are some holes on some courses where it's a little bit of a trek because they kind of intermingle and cross over. And, you know, like you're going down like the three fairway on a pack, the three fairway borders the four fairway coming back the other way that borders the 13th fairway or the uh, 14th fairway coming in. It, it's, it can get a little confusing and, it can and, definitely I mean, it, get disorientating. Like if, yeah. if I didn't have Matt there or Scott or the caddies, like I was like, okay, where should I leave my cart after I place it to pull my putter? You know, oh, no, we're on especially, this side. Especially at Dunes, the abandoned Dunes, because it's, I don't know, it's like, it's like a wide open area that the next hole could be in any direction. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so totally. you got There's no flow. I mean, it's just a bunch of holes. No, there's flow. It's just there's you don't flow, know. It's just different. It, okay. Yeah, you you just if you've never played it before, you don't know where the next one is. But there is flow, totally flow. But it's just you it's know, and that, like and that could be me. Segmented flow. Yeah, and that could be me just like being so jacked up on band and like you know, it looks like there's cartwheels rolling that way. So I put it over there, but then it's actually on the other side. And there's definitely wow. flow. It's just it can yeah if. It can go any way. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so Matt, I've got a question for you. So what did you learn or what, what was the, what changed in your mind when you played this time versus the other times you played in the solstice? Um, the later start I thought I was going to like because get a little bit more sleep. Um, but I think I'd prefer to tee off as the sun's coming up versus it being up already. I mean, it was still low in the sky, but you know, the, the five twenty tee time I think is ideal compared to five. Yeah, I mean, it, it was only an hour difference really, but we could have squeezed in another 18. Yeah. If we had started um, earlier and I would have talked Matt into that for sure. The, the other thing is I, I had so much more fun and, you know, I, Andrew is is a good friend of mine, but I'm I'm much closer to you know you and Joe and our our clique around here because we hang out so much. Um, but I I just it it was uh it was just more fun. 
it was it was more fun the the guys that we played with were um i mean amazing people and you're we're really fortunate to get paired with a group like that because they were just having fun too and and nobody was really pressuring anybody everybody was cheering everybody on um there there was you know scott is just a, a fantastic caddy and person who has amazing knowledge about the course um it, it just i i think if i would say the the biggest thing was i had more fun and and i let myself have the fun i i didn't my knee was hurting but i didn't let it bring me down i just you know kind of went through and uh, i think the other solstice events that i did i i was water 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 banana water water banana water water apple water water banana you know and then afterwards have a couple of drinks but i think having a beer here and there throughout it really helped you know keep the edge off mm -hmm. okay all right joe so since you're you were a noob going to the bandon and the solstice what's the one thing that just like blew your mind that you was better or just crazier than you ever expected yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, start. Uh, yeah, <laughs> almost, I mean, like, like literally almost everything. Um, the courses were way better than I thought they were going to be. I mean, I, I have watched and digested so much content and so much video. I've watched those no laying up videos at least 10, 15 times each course. Um, I have looked at the, the yardage maps. I have looked at the the uh, menus for the restaurants. I have looked at the maps, you know, dozens of times, especially leading up to it. And there is the, the only, the literally only way to describe it is, is Disney world for golf. It's, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to like, if, it, I mean, I'm not a big Disney person, but like my mom is, so she goes to Disney world and you know, there's all these different worlds that she can go walk into, whether it be, you know, the, the original Disney World or Hollywood Studios or Animal Safari. Kingdom, you know, it, all that shit. Right. So and you see a person if you're a Disney World and you're a Disney freak and you see a person with a, you know, because people collect those Disney pins, you see someone with a Disney pin that uh, you wanted and it was a super rare one and you see it around their necklace like that's an literal instant connection um you know that like they're there seen because a title has had on somebody <laughs> yeah yeah i mean for the most part right but at bandon everybody there is there because they 100 percent love golf they love great golf uh probably it's it's, it's you know it's top three in their life guaranteed uh the it's head not cover easy. game is ridiculous yeah, you see, you see Cape Kidnappers, uh, Quarter Zips, you see Marion Head Covers, Pine Valley Vest all over the place, and all these people love golf, and, and when you're sitting in these restaurants or, or you're getting a coffee, you just hear these conversations, and it's like, you know, I, I hit this shot on 16 on Bandit today, it was incredible, oh, I, I duffed it here, but I, you know, I recovered and I made a birdie, or whatever it is, is it is literally all golf all day, all the time um, with incredible golf courses. The service is, you know, and I work in the service industry and I've, I've worked at Four Seasons and, and some top resorts in town. And it's, you know, 
it's they there's can learn a lot. Oh, totally, totally. Everyone is there to cater to you. Uh, it's 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 the greatest place I've ever been, for sure. Hmm. And that really totally, blew me away. Totally know why Matt Janella named his son Bandon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's when when you're there, you just feel welcomed. You feel part of something bigger than yourself. It is. I didn't. I didn't. Ex, I did not expect to. You know, feel that way. Like obviously, great golf, of course, guaranteed. But it it was it was on a whole nother level, and it was. It was incredible, and I, I literally, I, I was about to tell Matt like, "Hey, let's just try and book something for October or something," because I, I got to get back here. <laughs> you know, they yeah. say before you leave Bannon, you're trying to plan your next trip, and I, I was trying to plan. <laughs> I almost mentioned it, but I was like, "Well, maybe we'll get in the solstice." <laughs> I want to know when I'm going to be back there because it was, that, it was incredible. Good. Dan and I are in. For next year so if we don't get in the solstice we're gonna book our own trip nice we'll we were it. on the shuttle this dude waited two and a half years two and a half years to get there wow yeah, and, and the only and, the only reason he got in is because they opened up new lodging crazy yeah and there we met I, I i thought i was gonna have some clout walking around saying this is my third this is my third i'm participating in my third and then you meet people that's their sixth, it's their eighth. We met a, how old was he, 82 years old? He played in every single one of them. He, he's one of the directors of golf instruction on the property, and he's played all 12, which wow. was insane. Wow. Yeah, he was wow. pushing his own cart. Which so, I, I, that's another thing. I have no regrets about taking a caddy because yeah. it's, it's a haul. Um, it, you know, I, I pushed, uh, for trails and sheep, the, the days we played there, um, and no issues. I didn't have, I didn't struggle with anything with that. I'm sure I could probably carry my own bag around it, but I just, I'm like, I didn't want to just didn't want to. And I didn't want to have to worry about that and, and have that extra weight. I mean, it's 30 miles you walk. Yeah. Yeah. So did you see more McKenzie bags or Jones or Vessel? <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. Seems like Jones would be the one. I know there was a ton of Vessel. There was a lot of, like, logo bags from the clubs that the guys mm. play at, just like the, mm. you know, like the Titleist, the Ping Hoofers yeah. that have the club logo on them. It, it, I didn't see a ton of... Because, I mean, you're walking. That's it, true. It's, you, you know, you're... I think the majority of guys, like Joe even brought his, yeah, I was dusted off that. his OGO and brought it out there. Brought the OGO, not the vessel. Yeah. Is it lighter or just has more better pockets? It's a, it's a little lighter. It has more, um, more um, pocket area. Um, I, I totally think I could walk it, uh, the Solstice, if I had the correct bag. Um, but yeah, like, like Matt said, there's a lot of Titleists and... Um, uh, ping hoofer bags, but mm -hmm. you see sure. a lot of cool head covers out there. That's for yeah, sure. Dude. I mean, it's just like, dude, did you see that Marion head cover? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we're, yeah. we're standing in line at the punch bowl and the guy getting some beers and the guy behind us is wearing a Cape kidnappers, uh, Cape kidnappers, uh, wow. pullover. And it was like, 
dude, these are ballers around here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys, you're around like golf. That's what's so know, cool supremacy. is you can you can literally engage with a conversation with anybody on that property at any time. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and Joe even took it to the next level. We were at the Salt Lake Airport, and some guys wearing a looper hat. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> Joe was like, like they were best friends. Walked right up to him. He goes, "So you caddy the solstice?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "No, I played in it, but I love my caddy so much, I bought his hat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the kind that's of experiences awesome. you have, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was, Joe was like, "You're one of us. You're one of us." <laughs> <laughs> and and in you at the Eugene Airport, I saw someone wearing the solstice shirt. So I like, yeah, yeah. Went up to him, like, oh, how'd you do yesterday? I gave him some stickers, and it's just like immediate connection. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's one thing I completely and utterly dropped the ball on was uh, <laughs> stickers given away for the podcast, and, and I, I just wasn't even a thought in my – and I told Joe, we were on the, the second hole at, at Trails, and I'm like, we need to start talking more about the podcast because this is our audience you know, everybody yeah, that yeah. we're engaging with right now is our audience. So really kind of stepped it up and started talking more about it after that. But yeah, uh, the next one that we go to, um, I will have, uh, probably five pounds of stickers to be giving away. <laughs> yeah. Literally the audience for sure. Next time, 100%. next year we should drive. We just leave a day earlier and come home a day later. It's like 14 hours. It is 14 hours, but how long did it take to travel back? Back wasn't as bad as there. Okay. Yeah, well, we had, it was Seattle the layovers Dome, that, right? yeah, it was the layovers that killed us because, I mean, it's not that, it's not that long of a flight. I mean, the flight to Seattle was what, two and a half hours, mm. almost three. Yeah, but we waited in the airport for five and a half, six. That's what sucked. You know, then to catch a, a small plane to go to Eugene and, I mean, the Eugene airport, um, the Henderson executive has got like serious game on them because <laughs> that Eugene airport, it is tiny. Yeah. Very tiny. Yeah. But, uh, but we did talk about it. We're going to next time it's, it's into Portland and driving from Portland for sure. Yeah. yeah if, if we fly yeah, it, it would be that. that. Yeah. How, how long is the drive from Eugene? Two, two and a half. Two and a half to three hours. It okay. depends on traffic. And we, left on a sunday morning so it wasn't that bad um and then i kind of took i wouldn't say the longer way but i went down south pretty far and then cut across kind of came back up to it um that was like the original way that i got there when i went with my family um and then on the way back we took the route oh no no we went straight into eugene we went eugene right out to the coast and down which i think that way was even quicker Hmm. Yeah, because so. normally when uh, Andrew and I we when we've done it and stayed in Eugene, um, we stay right on the the five. So it it's just it's five or fifteen. I don't know. It's five, um, and you just shoot straight down. Um, so we just left right south out of town. But Joe and I were kind of on the east side of Eugene, mm -hmm. and uh, probably would have been quicker to go that way. So I'd say two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. And it's an easy drive. It's it's yeah. nothing crazy. You get some single lane for a while that, you know, and, and then coming back during the week, there's always construction that you got to be on the lookout for. It looked cool. So I don't know if that that was the drive. I'm sure. I mean, just pine trees both sides. It's just 
I'm sure you're just excited and antsy the whole time. You're just like, is that, are we, are we almost there? Well, I, I told Joe, I said, you'll, you'll see, because Joe's his first time in Oregon, in the Pacific Northwest, and I said, you'll, yeah. you'll see once we start driving, once we get out of Eugene and into the, the hills, you'll see why I now believe Sasquatch is real. Yeah. Because he could totally live out there and no one would ever know. It, there's so many damn trees. <laughs> <laughs> and they're it's close ridiculous. together. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't Anything have any else, questions, Jay? but I don't have any questions. But I, I love seeing the experience. Um, I really, I don't check Instagram really anymore. But I knew you were there, so I was checking it constantly just to see stuff. And so yeah. I appreciated seeing it. You guys really, I mean, from my perspective, that's what I wanted to see. And I love, I love hearing your experiences. So, so you're um, not gonna ask? Um, I do want to know your scores. The, the scores, uh, yeah, uh, for the most part. For the most so part, I, I've got one score that I still have to fill in, and that was our Sunday round at Sheep. Um, my scorecard is in my golf bag, which will be here tomorrow. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see, if I look at mine, I I started the trip horribly. Um, that Diamond Woods course we played. I shot a 90 that day. Joe shot a 70. You shot an 80, right? Sounds right. Yeah. Um, and then on trails, that's the only round that I bested Joe. Uh, I shot an 82. He shot an 86, 80, 82, and so 85. That's when I went 36, 46. <laughs> fell apart on the back. Um, then on sheep, uh, that's the one I got to fi- finish. Joe shot a 84. And then uh, first round of the solstice, I shot an 87, and Joe shot a 83. Which was probably more 95. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of gimmies. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of gimmies on that one. Um, and then I shot an 87 on pack, and Joe shot an 81. No, 80 on pack. 72 and 9 is 81 is what I got. Or is it a 71? Is it a part 71? It was a 71. Okay, so an 80. Um, And then I shot an 83 on old Mac, and Joe shot uh, 81. And then I shot a 90 in that tornado oh man that wind was <laughs> it was crazy and man joe shot an 86 so uh yeah joe hit his driver better than i've ever seen him hit it like it was consistently his weapon it just was bon- and it started from the first round we played yeah i was nailing that thing it was just unbelievable i mean so many times the the caddies from the other groups that we played with the first two days, because Scott didn't caddy for me on on Sunday, they were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> just IBD was just killing it. I was shaping it pretty good too. But you did you did have a problem with your wedges. You you were shanking wedges like I'd never seen you shank wedges before. Well, yeah. So the yeah the beginning of trails first round out there definitely was shanking some shots uh in the first round 
of the solstice. I was definitely shanking them. I did have some other shanks, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just calling that just jacked up on Bandon. <laughs> was so pumped up. Oh, totally. Hey, we did. Um, let me bring this up again real quick. I could probably do it here. So we we said we'd give something away, and for anybody that left a review, we had two people leave a review, and um, <laughs> the one person uh, is let's see, does it show? Oh, I can do it here. Um, it's from MI Two Vegas Golf. Uh, I feel like I know who this person is, but I don't know who this person is. Um, by that name, uh, they left a review and said, Hey, if I win, cause it looks like I was the only one who left a review, just give it to somebody <laughs> in the VGN. Oh, wow. but there was one, there was one other review, um, from the title is banded merch. Um, so I listened to you guys on Spotify. So I had to come over here and drop a comment. Great show boys. Keep it up. Uh, with a couple uh, flexes and, and some beers. Um, but their uh, their name is uh, Benjaz? Dirty, Dirty ben, Benjaz? Jels? I don't know. Whatever. But I don't, I don't know who you are. So it's going to be hard for me to uh, uh, do that. So if you can, if you're listening to this, and I just said horribly your username for that review you left... <laughs> Uh, DM me a message on the Chasing Daylight Podcast Instagram account and uh, screenshot your review with your login or whatever so I can see who you are. And uh, what we got is we got a box of the Bannon Dunes logo golf balls. So it has um, all the logos from the main courses plus preserve. Uh, so, yeah, that. Let me know That's who you cool. are. And it'll go out. It was me. Yeah. Would <laughs> you? <laughs> That's one thing we didn't talk much about is is the merch. So each yeah. each clubhouse has their own branded merchandise. So which is a brilliant move. Instead of having just one giant clubhouse, they've got. And even Scott mentioned this. He said that's where Stream Song messed up. Is you know it's black, blue, and red. I mean, Bandon is completely different from all the other ones. Um, and they each, they have the majority of the same apparel. You know, you've got head covers and you've got hats and that are along the same line, just feature the different logo. But then like at Pack Dunes, they had Travis Matthews was the only place we saw them. And, you know, it, uh, there was... Trails was the only place I saw Link Soul. Link Soul, yeah. And uh, a True Link shoe here and there. And it, it's a very unique thing. But do, how, Joe, how easy would it be to drop two grand in merch? Uh, very very easily joe was keeping an eye on his uh bitcoin and everything just <laughs> just to see if it went up enough so he could get another shirt <laughs> yeah i think all said and done uh i spent about seven or eight hundred on merch uh which was pretty good i thought uh i got something from each course but man that was one of the most stressful things out there was just trying to decide what to get from each spot <laughs> I mean, so Matt could tell you, stuff. I was stressed out. Like, I got to go, I got to go, I, we have to stop at this pro shop tomorrow because I got to take another look. Like, I was, I was stressed. There's so much good stuff. And there, I mean, the pullovers, the, the quarter zips yeah. are ridiculous. 
and the hoodie they have some amazing hoodies but as we're saying it's 105 back home i'm not yeah. gonna wear this until january <laughs> yeah yeah so the it good thing it is tough. there's no sales tax yes. so the price you see is no. the price you pay yes the the peter millar cashmere hoodie that was 375 dollars only 375 dollars. <laughs> that's it <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge Peter Millar section. So if you if you're a fan of that stuff, oh my goodness, I, I just holding it, I felt like they were taking money from me. It's so nice. Yeah, holding it, I felt like I had to cash out my 401k or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you see some ridiculously priced stuff. There, there's three hundred dollar polos. There's four hundred dollar pants. There's six hundred dollar jackets. It's it can a be a lot of shit. Insane. But check the clearance racks because they're they're there. You just got to find them at mm. the main at the main spot. The main spot yeah. has them. So Sorry, Jeremy, I, I think I oh, think I think Jeremy is missing a question, and oh, I'm waiting for him to ask it. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, is there anywhere else that you? This isn't your question <laughs> you're thinking of, and I but I my mind is blank. But what what's next? Now that you've played Bandon, is there another place that is that high up on your list that you think you Man, would, could top it possibly? Or I could, I could, I could, I could tell him it's, it's he wants to go to the Carolinas and he wants to go to mm-hmm. Wisconsin. In that, that, yeah, I, I literally do not see like Pinehurst or Sand Valley or Stream Song, which are all high on my list. Of course, I don't. I just. I, I cannot see them even comparing to that spot. No, I, 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 I just, 100%. I like, I want to go play them of course, but I, I don't see them comparing to the high of band. <clears throat> Stream song would, comes close. Cause it's, it's a unique property. It's, it's, it's amazing architects and yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a blast to be there and, and see it and experience it. Cause it is, it's, it is a very unique course, but it just doesn't compare to me. Well, it's not. It's not oceanfront. Um, it's not. They all don't have their own logos. Um, I mean, it's Doe, Core Crenshaw, Gil Hance, which I have not. I have not played a Hance yet, still. But Dang. I. I don't see that happening. Um, maybe Sand Valley uh, when the Lido opens. Maybe the Lido will um, give that. Give that. Uh, you know, flavor to it. Uh, Pinehurst. I just, Pinehurst, of course, obviously looks like an, an incredible course, tobacco road. I just don't think they offer you what Bandon offers you. I, I, I just don't see it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like I, I want to check them off. Of course I want to play them, but Bandon is from all the video and pictures and everything. And I've seen, I just, I just don't, I don't see it comparing to Bandon. Is is the Jeremy question? What was your favorite course? Yeah, because <laughs> oh, I already know the answer. But oh, you do. Do they have the Link Master bags there? <laughs> no, I didn't I did see, not see any. No, okay. That's okay. they have a ton we'll of logo bags, but they're just the Titleist regular, not the Link Masters. Okay. Okay, so Joe, right, Joe I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We know well, not course. Not necessarily favorite course, but everybody asks you your ranking. I didn't tell you my ranking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's hear your ranking. 
Uh, so currently, S- start from the bottom and work your way up, and you can throw oh, the going, preserve in there. Yeah, we're going backwards. Bo- yeah, go back. Uh, I, I never threw preserve in there. I know. Um, I'm gonna say, as much as I love it, and it was my first like eye-opening experience out there. I'm gonna say Sheep Ranch is the bottom. Uh, it's it's a mythical place, and here's the thing about all these courses: they all are so not super different, but they're all different and they fit into the spectrum of banded so perfectly. Um, I'd say sheep is the bottom. I've never had more fun on a hole than number 16 on our final round <laughs> for solstice. Never, n- that was the funnest time I've ever had in my life playing golf. It was, it was the best. Um, but yeah, sheep, as much as I love sheep ranch, it, it, it could be, well, if we're counting preserves, so six, I mean, it, it, it could be my sixth favorite course in the world. It really could. It's incredible. Um, so five, um, I'm going to say Old Mac. Oh, uh, that hurts. Well, I, I, I got to throw a preserve in there. Um, but Old Mac, like <laughs> I told Scott, because Old Mac is Scott's favorite course out there. Old Mac is a classic it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is literally what I told him. I said, it's like Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You can watch it every day of your life and 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 still love it. And uh, that's what Old Mac is. Those green complexes out there are literally insane. Huge. So much undulation. So many spots to play on those greens. So much movement. You will play it 100 times and you will still learn new things about it. Old Mac is insane. That finishing stretch, uh, the Alps hole... Uh, 17, 18, the punch bowl at the end. It's, it is, it's probably, it's, it's easily top three finishes out at Bandon. Guaranteed. Um, coming over the the hill at the ghost hole, his ghost tree is just. Oh yeah. Yeah. The only thing that old Mac holds against me is I should have been on the green with my tee shot. (laughs) 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 It got held up. I hit, I hit fucking smash that thing and it should have been on there, but it got held up. Um, but yeah, that number, yeah, coming up on the ghost tree hole, like it is, you walk over that hill sure, and it's it sounds like, like, it's better than number five, in my opinion, the way you're talking about it. Well, I got shit to say about the other ones. <laughs> uh, it is, you walk over that hill and it's like, welcome, welcome to the par- playground. You know, it's, y- you see everything in front of you. It's, there's not a lot of ocean holes. There's, there's one ocean hole really. Um, but it's, it's welcome to golf as it was meant to be. Like really it's, those greens are in, insane, insane, dude. Crazy. What were you going to say about the greens, Jeremy? That's what I heard. I was going to say the only other person I know that is from Utah that played old Mac said he had around 50 putts on old Mac. He nine putted <laughs> holes. So that's, that's all I've heard about old Mac is the greens are insanity. It, They're, it can happen bananas dude so 18 I, 17 I, 16 15 14 that that birdie putt i made on 14 the the short par four mm-hmm. literally had seven feet of break to it it was and it just it just it just hit it that was that was a monster dude, birdie i on so what was so it's 14 14 goes to the ocean it has the huge bunker on the right this is 15. What's the Alps hole? Alps hole is 16. 
Yeah, Alpsol 16. So 15 you're talking about with the road ties? Railroad ties? Uh, it's the one where the grain is elevated real high. It's it's. Are you talking about the one that ends at the ocean? Yeah. That's that, like eight, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's later on in the round. Um, That's where the... There's only one that you see the ocean on. So what's the what? Yeah, what's the the one that I said Andrew drove this hole, and you said oh, I'm gonna try right now. That's 15, right? Oh, that's 14, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Yeah, the one I made a birdie. So on. yeah, so 13, the one before that, as you're going up the hill. Um, I I was down with my drive down below that massive crazy bunker, and hit uh, a five iron that. I thought it had a chance to go in the hole and Scott was like, that might be in the hole. And so we're walking up and so I'm, I'm green. It, it went past and rolled in this little grass bunker. And so I'm green side and I chip and catch it just a little bit more than I wanted to. And it rolled all the way off the front. And I mean, it's just that stuff that just happens like that, you know, firmest, it's, firmest greens I've ever played in my life. Yeah. You could hear it in the wind hit. <laughs> yeah. From 150 yards away. Yeah. They, right, so what, literally, you can spend a lifetime on those greens and, and and find new new places to hit it on there to different pins. Like, that's a that's a course you can never get tired of. All right. What's four? Um, you're throwing me off because I have to throw a preserve in here somewhere. Um, that's called being a good host. So so two three four. These could flip flop on any day. Uh, well, today, what are they? Today, I'm going to say, I'm going to say trails. Trails. Wow. Trails is a. Wow. <laughs> trails is a, a glorious walk through the, the forest. Um, it is, it's disorientating, which is probably the point. Um, it is meant to. Leave your woes and worries behind. It is uh, a walk through the mythical forest. Uh, Court Crenshaw did a great job. Uh, I, like I said in our previous podcast, I'm I'm really good at knowing where I at, where I'm at in the world, and which way I'm facing, and which way I'm going. Uh, trails totally flipped that on, flipped me on my side. I I didn't know where I was. Uh, the I don't know if I mentioned this on in the previous podcast, but it feels like you're playing Super Mario in a way. Uh, when you finish a world or or a level and you jump into a pipe, uh, you, <laughs> you don't know where you're going to come out. <laughs> you be, you're sucked to <laughs> a different is, world or a level. Great analogy. <laughs> that's that's what it felt like to me. Uh, it felt like every hole was its own level, and it, once you completed that, it's time for the next boss or level to complete. Uh, it was a it was one of those courses where you can um, forget about everything and just and just enjoy playing golf. It was it was magical for sure. All right, so so just, is trails just, like forest and dunes? Like there's a so, yeah, it goes through the dunes. In, you start in the dunes, then you go through the meadow area, and then you climb into the forest, and then you come out of the forest back into the meadow and finish on the dunes. Is it across the street from the other? From the rest of the property? It's the is furthest it south. Or? It's the furthest south property. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And w- once we got gotcha. into the forest, that's where that's where I lost my mind. And there is 
there is a stretch there where it literally felt like Augusta National to me. Um, what is totally. that? That's what eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yes. Um, I literally felt like I was playing Augusta National for a minute, like one hundred percent. So amazing! It's just, it's just incredible. Par four, lake on the on the right side, uh, uphill par three, and then a, a par four. Two hundred and thirty yard par three, by the way, which is supposedly the easiest hole. Easiest in the course. hole in the course. <laughs> But it literally felt like amen corner to me. Like I, I, for sure, for at least one second, thought I was playing amen corner. Wow. And he yeah. has a par three course ahead of that. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a just, pretty damn good par three course. For the, for the listeners here, just let you know where you're at. Uh, Joe has <laughs> two of the greatest golf courses in the world behind a par three course. And my God, if he puts another one... <laughs> behind it i think he might i because I, 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 I know where he ranks the other two full courses <laughs> so there's there's a chance that one of the courses that was not too long ago ranked the number one course you could play all right joe what's three i'm gonna do it I'm going to say Abandoned Dunes, number three. The Whoa. probably the prettiest golf course I've ever played. Um, Like, I really, really, really want to play it again to digest it fully because I was, like I said, juiced up. You're um, starting to seriously cause me to wonder if the rankings that you've done for the Vegas, if your head <laughs> is straight because... Well, just wait. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait to post these so people can just beat the fuck out of you on That's this. That's fine. That's fine. I know. And I know. That's what makes it fun. Uh, yeah, Abandon is is the prettiest golf course I've ever played. Um, David McClay kid at a young age, uh, just you know, not worried about what anyone thinks and what he did there in a place that is so. Um, off the beaten path and which brought people there to play golf with the only course it is quite literally the the most gorgeous golf course I've ever played in my life it's it feels like you're almost playing golf in the Lion King um, it is the sunsets the trees are perfectly placed number one when you when you turn that corner and just if you don't know anything about Bannon and you hit that that first drive and you're in the middle of the fairway and you turn that corner, it is a gut punch. It is, it feels like you're about to hit on to the top of a volcano more than the volcano hole at the sheep ranch, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's, it's spectacular with the morning dew on the ground. I mean, oh, it was so good. Uh, and then you, 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 you get out to the coast and, and you can see a couple holes and you see these red flags flying and it's just like, Oh, I'm going to go there. I was there. It's, it's spectacular. It's and then sixteen, like I said, and I'll say it probably forever is the most pretty hole I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that hole and you, is, and you ranked it number three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> interesting. So uh, what's number one? Because we'll know what two is. <laughs> number one is Pack Dunes. There it is. Pack Dunes, number number one. Wow. 
shop maker's course, diabolical doke. I'm taking the diabolical away from Pete Dye because uh, doke is a mastermind of contours and in uh, giving you false senses of hope and showing you where to hit it, but it's actually the wrong place to hit it. Doke is fuck Fazio. Yeah, that, that's trash. what I was gonna say. I said, I said, uh, we were walking, and I go, he goes, "What the hell just happened?" I go, "You just got doped," and he's like, "Fuck Fazio." <laughs> I looked at Scott, and I go, "Dude, he is a Fazio fanboy." <laughs> yeah, Fazio ain't got shit on Doke. Doke is a mastermind of manipulation. Hundred um, percent agree. He is a. He calls for the shot. You got to hit the shot. I'm, I love, I love being forced to hit a shot, um, and that's that's what Pack Dunes is. Pack Dunes is the fucking illest course I've ever played in my life. It's the dopest so course ever. It's like I, I'm I'm starting to well up a bit, but <laughs> it's so fucking sick. Like. He he tells you hit it here, but that's not the right spot to hit it. And you could play that course, and uh, I could play that course every day, for sure, guaranteed. It's so, and he throws it away. He's like, "Oh yeah, you don't like back to back par threes? Well, fuck you. I'm putting a par three after this par three. <laughs> you know, really. And he's he is a oh, master. And, and he is a master one, of the short par four. Master the first of the one, short par you're four. looking at it and you're going. This is an absolutely insanely beautiful, <laughs> incredibly hard, amazing par three. Yeah, the You're next like, one's wow. even doper. Like the and next, then the next one one's is even so better. much sicker. <laughs> uh, what is that short par four on the back uh, before the coffin bunker hole? Right. Uh, uh, what is that? A seven sixteen, sixteen, yeah. I think. So it's a little. It's a. It's a little like outlier green to the right. I hit this yeah, amazing tee shot. Oh. This is where you I was moved. like, yeah, I was just short, like five yards of the green on the left side. I was like, ah, oh, perfect. I fucking chip it onto the green like three feet and it runs all the way off the back. And I, I made par, but he, he, you know, he, he, he says you're, you're in a great spot, right? No, you're not <laughs> like so yeah. sick. Congratulations. You got it here. Now get it next to the cup. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Delk is a, is a mastermind of golf course architecture. And the way he dude, uses the me... natural land is uh, insane. And, and it's not like, I mean, it's, it's similar in a way to how trails, how they did trails to the dunes and the meadow and the forest. You do get some trees on pack dunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, uh, it just works so perfectly, man. Like I hit a chip on, uh, I can't remember what hole. It was like eight maybe seven or eight i have never chipped off that firm of turf in my entire life (laughs) like it literally felt like i was skinning a potato it was like i just took skin off a potato and i fucking dug into that ground it was and i i I chipped it real close but man made par but doke is doke is number one my favorite golf architect now guaranteed he's i wonder if you play uh how uh tree farm will be Oh, I know, right? Like, yeah, he's doing he's doing the Zach Blair project. I and the, it's coming together. I can't wait to play it. Like, yeah. Now it's yeah. like now it's like if there's a doke nearby wherever I am, like that's the one I want to play. That's the first he's, thing I'm looking for. Yeah, number one, he's 
brilliant brilliant mm. brilliant and he's doing he's doing the lido uh in the name of zb uh mcdonald or cb mcdonald uh he's not taking credit for that one but i i dad the the par three course that he's designing at Bandon. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah when you're when you're on the preserve you can i got pictures where you can see the flags where they're like marking out where the holes are going to be right and and scott was like it's going to be better than the preserve yeah, he wow. wants to make it the most hard, the most difficult part three course in the world. He said that's what Scott told us, and you can see some of the flags in it. I mean, it's, I it, mean, wow, <laughs> wow, looks so dope. Okay, so for everybody that is in just utter shock right now, that you have the preserve ahead of not only Ben and Dunes, Ben and Trails, and Old Mac, uh, why? I feel like it's not even I mean, fair, I know why, really. But I want to hear what you do. I feel like it's not even really fair to throw this in this situation, but the Band and Preserve, number one, has the my favorite logo out there. It's a, an amazing logo. Uh, number the two, yeah. Uh, number two, it's the most fun you'll ever have playing golf. That's that's what it comes down to. It is quite literally the most fun you'll ever have in your entire life playing golf. It's That's a all blast. it is. Absolutely. Did blast. you need five more holes though? Were you no. left like wanting more no. or you're good at 13? It's perfect. It is perfect, is perfect as it is. Perfect. It's perfect as it is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Honestly, I think five more holes might destroy it. Like it is it is the perfect amount of time, the perfect amount of holes, the most fun you'll ever have playing golf. It's it's the only course out there that you can play with more than four. It's the only course that you can play with caddies. It is the 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 putting off 18 is perfect it's i'll i'll never forget we're on like the fourth hole fifth hole this is downhill we got a group of four in front of us that were really slow and there's a group behind us and joe's like i think i want a beer i think i want a beer i'm like yeah, like, yeah i think i want a beer he goes all right i'm gonna go get a beer and so just i'm barefoot the vision, also the vision of him scooting across the green that the guys are playing behind us <laughs> going across, cutting across, going over to the end. So I text him. I'm like, Hey, while you're there, grab me one. <laughs> yeah. Running through wood chips. Then him coming all the way, scooting all the way back and bare feet. It's, it's just, it's so much fun. It's, it is. And, and those holes are the, I mean, they're not, they're not like your, they're not like a par three hole. They're, so intricate and so detailed and they're so unlike versions any, of the big courses exactly there i mean yeah. m- maybe even better maybe even better like like if, if it, it's just the way that they're built the the oh, shots that you have to hit into them you you yeah maybe you have to hit a shot like that on the course uh on, on one of the full courses but i mean every every hole just makes I mean, you that, think about something that's another one. Like you could probably play a hundred times and still find new things about it. Like those greens are incredible. Uh, you you can find different ways to hit into different pins there. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's a magical spiritual experience. And then when when we went out there with Scott and he's like, "We're only bringing three clubs. You can pick your three clubs right now." And Joe and I both grabbed putter and he's like, huh, "You guys are wasting a club." <laughs> <on> a putter. <laughs> and he's got the the chutter. <laughs> Man, and a square strike, and a square strike. 
I mean, uh, there's a 40-yard hole there that is diabolical. one of the funnest holes I've ever played. Like, <laughs> it's 40 yards. It's 40 <laughs> yards. You can't see the pin. You can see the flag, like the top of the flag. but it's, And it's like it's, a bowl. Yeah, it's it's one of the funnest holes I've ever played. It's 40 yards. I mean. So much fun. Amazing. So much fun. Who built the preserve? Uh, Core Crenshaw. Core Crenshaw. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. So let's let's take care of some business real quick before we uh, we get out of here, uh, even though this is a long one. Um, we One of these days, we'll have to talk about what happened at the U.S. Open. Um, but so I want to just do a quick rundown on our uh, pick'em contest that we have. Uh, so Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open. I won the week with McElroy. He finished fifth. Uh, Joe had Finau, who missed the cut, and Jeremy had Jordan Spieth, who finished 37th. Uh, Harris, uh, no, that's the year before. Uh, Xander Shoffley uh, won uh, the Travelers. Um, we completely sucked ass this last week. Hell of a had... shot in 18 there by Xander. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, and what a terrible decision by Sahith. Holy shit. Terrible yeah. call. I don't Young. know. After he, well, after you know, I heard him Xander talking about Xander driver, like... too, though. Yeah, but yeah, Sahith tried but, to fucking fly it on the green from uh, the fairway bunker, and yeah. he completely duffed it. That was well. He terrible. said he had enough room. After well, he, he hit it. He had, it hit the bank. Like he well, he obviously did not have enough room. It was bad. He that said he terrible. had enough room, but he thinned it. Like he, yeah, really he literally it bladed it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. That well, was that, 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 that was hard to watch though, for sure. I love Sahith, but that was I was, was yelling in the in the den. I'm like, you fucking do it. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, it's good to see Xander uh, again, though. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to see him back in the winter circle. Uh, I had Danny McCarthy. Uh, Joe had Sam Burns. Uh, Jeremy had Joaquin Neiman. We all missed a cut, uh, so no points for anybody that week. Uh, so updated. Uh, Joe is at thirty three forty seven. I am only five hundred ninety five points behind at twenty seven fifty one, and Jeremy's eight eighty five back at twenty four sixty two. Uh, so this week they're at the John Deere. There are not a lot of big players in this field. Um, everybody's blaming Liv, but it's not really a huge field event anyways. Uh, you see a lot of young up-and-comers, kids that are out of college now that have declared and, and the top five get you know status and a lot of... I mean, S Steve Stricker's playing in this and Ryan Moore is playing. I'm interested to see how well he does. Um, um, and then the Liv event... When does that start? That this weekend or is it yeah, during the week? Yeah, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Did you did you hear how they're not getting paid? They're just deducting it from their guarantee. That is the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. So like that does, that's not enticing at all. No. Well, I like, mean, where's the motivation you, to win? I mean, obviously you get money, but there isn't. It's like. <laughs> Here's ten million dollars. Right, we'll Come join tab. us, and then oh wait, yeah, exactly. That's that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, and, uh, I I I mean, Brandel came out. We'll talk about that, and people were calling him out, and a couple people fired back and said, "Yeah, no, that's actually what's happening." So I mean, until I hear it and see it in writing that that's actually what happened, I don't know, and who knows if they'll ever say it, but. Yeah, so in order for, uh, like, DJ and Westwood and those guys that got the big $100 million, 
they got to win over what their guarantee is in order to bring home some additional cash. Not that they need any because those signing contracts were massive. That and then uh, I think, Jeremy, you posted it in, in Discord about the uh, Portland uh, group that's kind of the Pumpkin Ridge people that are upset about yeah. the tournament coming there and have yep. made their voices known and a lot of members have left and a lot of people are upset because they can't get their money back because um, they signed yeah. up before this was agreed upon. Um, I mean, it's it's rubbing some people the wrong way. For sure. Uh, so we will see about that. Um, anything else you want to talk about news-wise? Anything? It's been a while since we've done a normal show and this really wasn't a normal show, but... Yeah, I mean, Matt Wolf going to live is no surprise, honestly. Yeah. No surprise. The yeah. Kepka was no surprise. I mean, I said that in our in our in our Discord chat. I was like, yeah, uh, as soon as Kepka doesn't make the cut at the U.S. Open, he's gone. And he made the cut, but he was still gone. Interesting. Um, the guys tell- that are get hurt easily are cash and checks. Oh, absolutely. I'd be right I there. Mean, it, I'm sure. I mean, Matt Wolf is is played some of the most schizophrenic golf. Yeah. Of anybody, you yeah. know, he's e- he's either top five on the leaderboard or missed the cut by fifteen. So sure, go get you some money, son. Abraham yeah, answer is sort of a surprise. Yeah, because he's a good because player. of the whole and, you know President's Cup and all that. He was a. It's just some of the guys are a surprise. Some you're just not surprised at all. How about the the short turnaround season? Starting, we're going to start from what January to FedEx, and then there's going to be eight tournaments after FedEx that are twenty million dollar purses mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, you know what? And a lot of people are like, "See, this is what Live is good for because it it brought the money that they're hiding to the table." I'm like, okay, yeah, good point, I guess. But everybody knew they had money. It's not like they yeah. were like all of a sudden, oh, where did this account come from? You know, they they've had the money. Uh, just how they've been using it, I think, is kind of shitty. Um, yeah. So, and good more money to the players. Guys don't need more fucking money. You know, they have yeah. enough goddamn money. Let's give some of that money, not give. Let's use some of that money to grow the the mini tours and the corn fairy tour. Let's get some corn fairy tour events on TV. Let's get these guys some exposure. Let's show the world this other league that is amazing. And not have to create another league to try and do the same thing. Yeah. How about uh, the um, the number two ranked Am uh, Eugenio Chichar? Was Chichara going to live? Really? Did you see that? that? Yeah. Number two world Am. Yeah. Well, he's not an Am anymore. Nope. He's going to live. That's what wow. they need to worry about. Yeah. That that is going to be a big draw for some of those kids. But uh, I mean, like. What Shoffley or not Shoffley, um, uh, Scotty Scheffler said, you know, I, I grew up, my dream was to play on the PGA tour. That's, that's my dream. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I want to do. So credit to those guys. Um, yeah. and then what was the other thing? What was the, did you guys watch? Oh, the... with, with, oh, were you going to talk what? about the slime cup? I, oh <laughs> I, yeah. I the slime cup. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I, I, I was did. like, I was gonna watch it and and go and start the show with, oh my God, can we talk about the biggest story in golf, <laughs> the Slime Cup? And I watched all of eight minutes of it and went, this is trash. 
I watched I the entire thing. I don't need to see Colin Murakawa hitting a golf ball with a hockey puck and a Teeny Ninja Turtle shoot. That's yeah. I mean, I watched the entire thing, right? So, um, like, yeah, golf is huge. Um, it doesn't need to get any bigger, but like, Theo was like super into it. Which was awesome to oh, see. Oh, I bet some of the kids were really... I mean, they had the whole Nickelodeon screen shit going on and... Um, yeah. I loved I loved watching Theo watch it because, I mean, he is... Uh, he watches SpongeBob, obviously, but that was super cool to, to see him engaged in it. Like, the dude doesn't sit down for more than a minute for the most part. And he sat down for at least 30, 40 minutes of that entire thing and watched it, which was, which was really cool to see. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There, yeah, obviously it was scripted and, uh, they could have probably done a lot more things for, uh, obsessive golfers like us, but it, <laughs> it was, it was cool to see. I enjoyed watching it. What with did them. you think, Jeremy? I didn't watch it, but I mean, I think it's genius. What better way to get to make golf look cool to little kids, right? That's I, I mean, that's growing the game. Like yes. you're getting lots of kids that have no exposure to golf, or maybe their dad golfs or mom golfs or whoever. But I, I don't think it's driving. I don't think it was um, directed at the golf nuts like us. No, the not The kids at all. probably ate it up, and now you've probably got a bunch of kids who are like, golf looks fun, golf looks cool. PGA Junior League is probably going to double its signups. Yeah. And if that yeah. happens, awesome. Cause Honestly, I really just want to know. I want to know how much Nickelodeon paid Rom, Morikawa, Lexi, and JT. That's, that's my, I'm curious about that. Oh, what about the Lexi blow up? I don't recall that. Oh yeah, she had a couple two footers to win a major and missed them, and then blew off the media and walked off the course. Did is that after they put him on the clock with two holes left? I think so. Because I just saw JT's comments about it, but I didn't realize they were on the clock. I'm sure that had slow something play to do warning. With her. Yeah. Oh Man, yeah, get, I mean that's come on. I mean two holes left and you're on the clock. Yeah. In a major. In a major. Mm- my main thing about Lexi is she looks way older than she says she is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Joe, 100%. I agree. Yeah. Okay. What about Kokrak uh, hitting a ball into the parking lot and just walking to his truck and leaving, not even signing his card? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for the live announcement, to be honest. That's, that's just crazy to me. Right? Yeah. Hey. That's, yeah. I mean, if, if that's the way you're going out, there. like. If you're going out like that, then props to you. I mean, that was the way to go out. uh, 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 Come on. Finish your fucking round. Sign your card. Say sayonara. Uh, Jesus. (laughs) There's only a few guys I could see doing that. Uh, Pat Perez is one of them. Yeah. Uh, John Daly, I guess, is one of them. Kokrak wasn't one I would think that would do that, honestly. But he did. It's just this stuff hilarious thing to just envision happening yeah hey roars was saying he goes i i'm sure it was staged he goes he just didn't probably. care to be there anymore and probably wild stuff Either wild way. Stuff. okay so what's that either way it's it's hilarious all right so let's let's get into our picks um for this week at uh the john deere 
I don't even know the name of the course or anything. Jeremy, do you know any of that? You got it off the top of your head there? No, but I'm picking the field. <laughs> You're picking <laughs> the field. <laughs> okay, so since we all missed a cut, we'll revert back to the U.S. Open where I won, so I will get to take my first pick. All right, I'm favorites, Webb Simpson uh, oh, at yeah, 12 to 1. Adam Hadwin, 16 to 1. Sahith Thagala, 22 to 1, along with Denny McCarthy. Uh, Howell the third, uh, Cam Davis, 25 to 1. Jason Day, Mav McNeely, 28 to 1. Patrick Rogers, uh, Nick Hardy, 33 to 1. Cam Champ, 45 to 1. Poston had a good show in this past weekend, 45 to 1. Uh, Streelman, 50 to 1. Uh, Stricker, 60 to 1. Hank Lebiota, 85 to 1. Ryan Moore, 85 to 1. I'm going to just stop there. Okay. No, no, do the last one. Oh, I'll go to the last one. All right. Let me go all the way down here. Um, 301, Ben Coles, Scott uh, Gutschewski, David Skins, Dylan Wu, and Jason Duffner. Duffner. At the Duff bottom. Is at the bottom. Just wiping wow. dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my pick, I, I'm going... I, I'm going with Mr. John Deere, uh, Steve Stricker. 60 to 1. All right. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Spieth made the cut. Finau didn't, so you have the next pick, sir. All right. I is this like going... a live, the live lottery? Yeah. I'm going to go Charles Howell third. He played well. I won. Yeah. Chucky three I sticks. Think... Yes. What's his odds, Joe? 25 to 1. Wow, he's a lot higher than that, I thought. And yeah, Data Golf has him as the highest odds to win. Uh, I'm going to go. Jeremy Cam doing some research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Cam Davis at 25 to 1. Been playing some good golf. Davis, weak, 25 weak to 1. Field. Let's see. Weak field. Yeah, it's a weak field. Uh, you know, it's because of live. Totally, 100% because of live. Well, when's the open? Isn't the open after this week? A couple weeks away. Oh. But we got... Uh, People got to ride the got, boat over there. We got this and then the Scottish Open, which is um, a PGA event this year in the FedEx Cup. It hasn't been in the past. It was just a DP World Tour. Um, but it's on the FedEx Cup schedule for points. Um so yeah, people are taking a week off, traveling, getting over there. Not a huge field this week. Let's yeah. see. Where and is by it? the way, it's at TPC Deer Run. Totally dense moment there when you asked me what the course was. I had deer it's the run, same place every sense. year. It's in yeah. Silicon, I, I couldn't think of it though. So. Yeah. You said Cam Davis, right? Cam Davis, yeah. twenty-five to one. Yeah, no, I was just looking to see where the. Oh, there he is. Um, one, two, three, five, six, seven, nine, tenth. They have Data Golf has him at tenth, tenth hmm. spot. Steve Stricker is in the sixth spot. Interesting. Seventh, seventh, seventh. So, all right. If you guys ain't got nothing else, I know this is a long one. Uh, last thing I'll say. Oh, okay. Is Do that you want to come help me paint tomorrow? No, I okay. gotta go to work. Um, Damn. Last yeah. thing I'll say. 
if at any oh, time any listener wants to ask me about Bannon or talk about Bannon, I'm always down. Oh, that goes so, for me too. I'm always yeah. down for Bannon talk. We could Reach do a, we could me. do a a Bannon episode. We could do like Bannon Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Joe talk more about Bannon because they haven't I, talked enough about it in the last month. <laughs> I could talk about it all day, every day. So yeah, if you got questions, if you're going, let myself or Matt know. I mean, I I'll talk to you all day about it. Can't wait to get back there, and I can't wait um, to see. Yeah. Jeremy's face when he finally plays it like mm-hmm. oh I know Scott Scott was that. like uh um it, it was like our 71st hole and he said to I think he said to her she's like yeah this dude's had a smile on his face all day long all day long <laughs> <laughs> yeah there I mean, was so many funny moments there was so many funny moments best hey, time uh, I've wanna, ever had playing golf uh, I want to give some love to our listeners and followers and fans and people that tune into us each week uh, we know you know there's a ton of golf content out there for you to consume via social media channels or podcasts or YouTube so we are, are very appreciative of it we hit a milestone on our monthly downloads and so you will notice as you're listening you'll have these little ads pop up for other podcasts that are on Buzzsprout which is where we upload and host our show at um, so we qualified to uh, help run these ads for other shows and so i'm going to try and keep the topics as closely related to golf as possible uh you won't be hearing any video gamer ads or uh crime drama ads gonna i mean i could could put them out there uh this is a little way for us to monetize the show a little bit but i'm gonna try and keep it as as fresh as available so if you're listening and you hear one of those ads there's a good chance that you might be interested in that as well and then hopefully you'll hear ours popping up on other people's shows as well. So there's something new that Buzzsprout is doing. And uh, because of you guys uh, tuning in each week, we have uh, have that feature enabled now. So um, thank you, everybody, for that. We still highly encourage you to please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and give us a review. And you can also do that on Spotify yeah, and share some love. Let everybody know that uh, you're a Chasing Daylight listener. Yeah. We love it. Uh, we love meeting all the people uh, out at the Solstice. We saw Bradley Putters out there. It was his yeah. first time doing it. Um, met some really unique individuals that just have a crazy passion for the game. So Man, we didn't even talk about the punch bowl. Oh, my much. God. Where would you put the punch bowl? Would that be that be the head of the preserve? One point five. Yeah, dude, Jeremy, the punch bowl is incredible. Does, the pictures and video do not do it justice. It's so much yeah. fun. It's the incredible. only thing the punch bowl needs is a closer bathroom. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Because I, when I'm drinking, I gotta go to the bathroom too frequently. Yeah. You gotta I'm hit old. the tap in, and then you gotta tap out. But uh, they got a little trailer that's a, a bar that right where you start, it's uh, it's just so good. It's so Jeremy, good. Jeremy, uh, the punch bowl is incredible. So good. All right, everybody. Uh, have a great week. Uh, we got a VGN tournament this Saturday out of Bears Best. Yeah. Look forward to seeing everybody out there. Hopefully my knee is working by then. A um, little scared to take a golf swing, but I'm going to tempt it in the next day or so, see how I do. Um, and... Uh, watch some golf, watch some live, watch some Nickelodeon. <laughs> there's, there's so much golf content out there. 
yeah. and we'll be back next week with another show so like i said make sure you get out chase some daylight shout out tom dope later